Welcome into another episode of Will's Wide World of Sports. Uh, today I'll be sort of recapping the opening weekend uh, here in the MLB. Uh, I went to a couple Mariners games this weekend here in Seattle. So I just wanted to give my thoughts as to, to what happened. And then my friend Anatish came and he hasn't really followed along with baseball uh, in the last four or five years. So I brought him on, sort of recapped the whole uh, last five years in the MLB. So stick around for that. But first, my opening day takeaways from the MLB right after this. All right, I'm taping this part of the podcast that is late Saturday night. I uh, just got back from a very crisp two-hour game uh, here in Seattle. I, I just wanted to kind of go through a couple takeaways from from the opening weekend here uh, with the MLB. Obviously, going to a couple games here in Seattle, I have some thoughts. Uh, but then also just the MLB as a whole, just a couple things that stood out, a couple things that I thought were interesting uh, this weekend. Starting with... Probably the the biggest story that that's come out of Seattle, at least for me, and that's not that the Mariners started one and two. Uh, you know, it is what it is. We can get into that part, but I just went to a game that was two hours and four minutes long. Now it, it was a two to nothing game, not that many hits, not that many runs, but to see a full full nine innings, so not eight and a half, but a full nine innings go two hours and four minutes, to me, it's nice. And again, we can debate with other people who don't necessarily like the pitch clock rule. But when you have a a close game like this, a low-scoring game like this, we don't need a lot of the the unnecessary kind of space that's taken up in between it. I, I like a good pitching duel. I can... I can get behind a good pitching duel. But when there's not a lot of runs being scored, we don't need to watch batters, you know, walk around the 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 batter's box. We don't need to see pitchers like go and grab the rosin bag every other pitch. I'm all for three hour games, three and a half hour games, if it's ten to eight, nine to seven when there's runs being scored. But in a game like this, yeah, the two hours seemed just about right. A couple numbers that that kind of back this up. It, of course, it's really early, not not a huge sample size, but just opening day alone, it sounds like the average is going to be right around two and a half hours, which compared to last year, about a half hour difference with with opening day and then again most of the season last year, right around three hours for for a whole game. And I, I don't know, half hour doesn't seem like a lot, but when you really, really kind of dive into what that means, it's going to be big. Because this isn't just half hour cut in a game. This is half hour of pretty much dead time now just being saved. So, for example, if you take a three-hour game, and let's let's just say for this exercise, it's a full nine-inning game and not not, not eight and a half. So let's say the home team has to bat in the bottom of the ninth. If you take a three-hour game and just average it out over the nine innings, that's that's 20 minutes every inning. 
And that includes, of course, the, the two breaks in between. So the break before the top of the half inning and then the, the break in between the, the inning. So again, 20 minutes per inning. If you cut that, that full game number down to two and a half hours, which is looks like what we're going to settle on, that, that number goes down to just under 17 every inning. So you might say, okay, three-minute difference, is that a big difference? Well, no. I mean, when you think of three minutes every inning, uh, it doesn't seem like a lot and doesn't seem like you would notice it. But again, that's three hours of dead time just suddenly gone. And I have to say, after watching a couple games in person here in Seattle, especially low-scoring games like we've had, it, it, it makes a difference because suddenly those innings that might be one, two, three, you know, maybe, maybe the batters make the pitch work a little bit. They have to throw 15, 16 pitches, but still nothing truly happens in terms of, you know, guys getting on base, things like that. You know, that kind of inning could still take 15 minutes just because, you know, maybe one one batter fouls off a bunch of pitches and it goes eight pitches. Maybe the next batter comes up and they they call timeout a couple times. Maybe the pitcher steps off a couple times. Now we can again debate this if that's good, bad for the game, whatever. But for me as a fan, I this I think is going to be huge, not just for people like me, but maybe the the non baseball fan that's at the game and thinking, all right, well, we've already been here an hour. It's only the bottom of the second. Nothing's really happened. Why are we doing this? Now we look up at the clock and it hasn't even been an hour and we're in the bottom of the fourth. So I think that that's when you're going to notice it the most is these low scoring games, good pitching duels, which again, which to me is still a really good game. It's really fun to see guys like Luis Castillo, Shane Bieber, Logan Gilbert, and Aaron Savali tonight uh, in the game here in Seattle. It's fun to see those guys go at it. But I think it's a lot more fun when it's a two-hour game and not a three-hour game. So that, that to me was the biggest thing that stood out to me going to games in person. The The second biggest thing was sort of sort of related to that when it comes to the pitch clock and I don't know if this is going to happen at at every stadium I don't know if this is going to happen for a lot of pitchers but if you were at the game in Seattle or if you were tuning in on TV I I think you could hear it and I know there were some clips that got shared around that you could hear it but in both the game on Thursday and then the game tonight the Guardians reliever James Karinchek who for a couple different reasons is not exactly the most revered player for opposing teams, whether it's his, I guess, attitude that he shows, whether it's the sort of obnoxious pre-pitch ritual that he has, flipping the ball around, touching his hair all the time. He's not exactly endeared himself to opposing fans. But the other thing is he hasn't really had to deal with obviously a, uh, a timer before. None of these players have. And specifically for somebody like him, 
he's a reliever, comes out of the bullpen. He has his routine. Again, he's he's touching his hair, he's flipping the ball, all of that sort of thing. But now he's got to get used to a 15-second pitch clock or 20 seconds when there's a runner on. And it was clear, especially on the opening night on Thursday, for some pitchers, this is going to be a huge adjustment period. It's going to affect pitchers and, and even hitters differently. You know, some pitchers, they've gone this fast their whole life. It's easy for them. Some pitchers, like Karen Check, I think it's going to take a little bit getting used to. Now, the, the exciting part of this for Seattle fans, but I think across all of baseball, I think having environments like this is exciting, is just the reaction that the fans had in the stadium to to Karen Check and what was happening. Now, I think this is a sort of specific example because uh, us fans here in Seattle, I think we're known for uh, you know being loud, being kind of involved in the game, whether that's obviously the Seahawks, Sounders, you know, the Storm, the Sonics, when they were here as well. I, I think Seattle is known for having a, a very good fan base, but I think this can happen for anybody if the fans in the stadium are up for it. And I think it was also swayed by the fact that Karen Check isn't exactly a fan favorite. So when you put a great fan base like Seattle and a just amazing atmosphere that we had, especially opening night, with a pitcher who, again, isn't a fan favorite, all of a sudden we we start to realize like, oh, he's sort of watching kind of this pitch clock. He's he's going right up toward it. And then we had the the first pitch clock violation in the game when he he doesn't doesn't start his windup in time. So uh, I think it was JP Crawford was up at bat, gets a ball. Once that happened, uh, kind of all chaos broke loose. Suddenly the fans start realizing like, oh, he's he's up against the clock. Let's start making noise. Oh, like it's getting down six, five, four. Let's start counting him down, see if we can rile him up. And honestly, it's it felt like a, a Seahawks game. It felt like a football game. This was the sort of atmosphere that that I see in, you know, the WBC when when playing for your country is at stake, when the pride of your country is at stake. And let's be honest, fans outside of the U.S., whether it's leagues in Japan, Korea, whether it's leagues in uh, in the Caribbean, their atmosphere is completely different from what we're used to in the MLB in the U.S., and this was the first time that, yes, it was opening day, but this felt like, again, like a football atmosphere that I'm used to. Everybody started yelling, started screaming. We started counting him down. And it only started a spiral. You know, suddenly J.P. Crawford pulls off a walk after the, the pitch clock violation. And now, again, fans started to realize, like, oh, we're in his head. We can do this. You know, it helped that it was the eighth inning of a scoreless game. So, it, you know, opening day as well. 
So all of that obviously played into it. But if we can get that sort of atmosphere into baseball, I, I think it's going to be huge. So it, if if you're going to a game at any point during the season, just just have that energy. You know, it, maybe it's a close game going into the, you know, the eighth inning, ninth inning. Maybe there's a pitcher who's sort of struggling with a pitch clock. Just having that energy in the stadium, I think is huge. And maybe that's just Seattle. Maybe not to be biased or hype us up, but I, I think we have a really good fan base here in Seattle. That may not be the case everywhere else. But more more games like that anywhere, I think, is going to be huge for baseball. And uh, another reason why the pitch clock, I think, will be a huge success, even if, you know, there's an adjustment period. From a uh, on-the-field standpoint, I guess, the, the Mariners, they're starting out one and two. Uh, this applies to pretty much, I guess, all teams. The opening weekend, yes, it's fun to have baseball back. Yes, it's, it's exciting to have those thoughts of, oh, yeah, my, my team's really in it this year. Like, you know, game one, everybody has a chance. It's only the first weekend. It's only the first week. Honestly, it's only the first month. This whole month of, of March and going into April. Obviously, as a team, you don't want to start off really slow because it'll come back to bite you. But it's a long season. That's why everybody always says it's 162 games. I don't really want to get into big generalizations until we're at least two weeks in. I'm not going to come here and say as a Mariners fan that Teoscar Hernandez is never going to get a hit. I think I can pretty confidently say he will get a hit as a Mariner. It will come. I'm not here to say the Mariners are going to be the lowest scoring team this year. It's early. Cleveland has a great pitching staff, just like ours. You know, teams are going to lose. I don't want to go into any sort of hot takes or big generalizations. It's still early. The Mariners will be fine, just like any other team. If your team maybe lost a couple, maybe you're a team that like the Phillies after losing a couple couple games to the Rangers. Maybe you're a team like the Padres who have this stacked lineup of Soto, Bogarts, Manny Machado, Tatis is on the way, and you lose your first two out of three to the Rockies? I, I'm not going to say the Rockies are going to be better than the Padres, but yeah, it's baseball. So uh, no big generalizations coming out of the first couple games in Seattle, except for all the rule changes, which I think are going to be great. A couple other things I saw just throughout baseball uh, this opening weekend, or at least these opening few days. I know we still have have games on Sunday coming up. The, the most fun one was today, earlier today, for the Dodgers, of all people, Trace Thompson hits not one, not two, but three home runs for the Dodgers. And you might be thinking, I don't know who Trace Thompson is. Yes, he may not be Trey Turner. He may not be Cody Bellinger. 
when he was in his prime. He may not be Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman, who are still in the, the Dodgers, but you know who he is? He's Clay Thompson's brother. And for years, every time I hear him, I was like, oh, that's Clay Thompson's brother. That's cool. I, I didn't know he had a three home run game in him. So this might be the start of a breakout year for him. I, again, the Dodgers aren't as deep as they once were. So maybe that means that that guy's like Trace Thompson, guys like Chris Taylor, you know, will be important for them this year. The only other series I wanted to, to call out, obviously there's been lots of interesting ones and that's just like baseball. If, if you enjoy the game of baseball, there's always games to talk about, always matchups to talk about. But the one that I wanted to highlight was the Angels and Athletics. And that's not just because I'm here on the West Coast. It's not the, the most exciting matchup for opening day. But I think two games that were just full of different storylines that I thought were interesting. So we had game one on Thursday. Otani on the mound for the Angels. It's like he, he didn't leave the WBC. It's like he didn't leave last year. He's just as good. And if not, we'll be even better this year. But that's for another time. Starts off great on opening day. Six scoreless innings. Ten strikeouts. Uh, leaves the game with a one nothing lead. Only for the, the Angels to blow it uh, in the eighth inning. And end up losing to probably the worst team this year in the Oakland Athletics 2-1. to one. And you're thinking, oh boy, uh, we got another year of Trout, another year of Otani, and yet the Angels are going to be bad again this year. Now, I know I said you can't make generalizations on opening weekend, but again, that when you're the Angels, that, that thought kind of creeps into your mind. But then today... Not only do they score more than one run, they, they scored 11 runs in one inning uh, en route to a 13-1 victory over the Athletics. Now, the, the pitcher for Oakland was, was a, a guy by the name of Shintaro Fujinami. Now, that might not be a name you know, and honestly wasn't a name I knew until just a few days ago, but Fujinami, this was his first year coming to the MLB. So this was his first start. Obviously did not go the way he planned. Started off good, but kind of fell off, obviously, in the in the third inning when he gave up 11 runs. But he's somebody, he's, he's 28 years old now, but if you go back to high school, so this is, you know, now about 10 years ago, but he was on track sort of like Otani, at least from a pitching standpoint. Like he was, he was battling with Otani for sort of the, the next young phenom in Japan. And it sounds like he was, was good or was really good to kind of start his career uh, in Japan, then started tailing off, had some control issues as well, and has kind of faded in terms of, uh, you know, prospect stature as he's come over to the MLB, but he's, he's finally got his chance with Oakland on an Oakland team, which honestly is going to be hard to watch for most of the year, it gives at least something interesting to pay attention to. Not not the start at all what he wanted, but I, I don't know. It, 
it will be interesting to kind of watch throughout the year. I, I think with that, I think that's all I wanted to cover. Again, to me, rule changes, big yes so far. I, I just watched a two-hour game uh, earlier today. To me, that's a win. I love baseball. I will always like to watch baseball. Just because it's a half hour shorter than it was, that doesn't mean we're getting less baseball. It means technically we're getting more baseball, just in a shorter time period. So to me, that's a win. Reminder to everybody, no big generalizations coming out of opening weekend. It's a long season. For most teams, they have 160 games left. So if your team's doing well, just know that you're not going to win every game. If your team's doing bad, just know there are better days ahead. So a good start to the season, and I'm excited to see where it goes next. All right, we are recording this part of the podcast. Uh, it is Wednesday evening, so it's the, the day before MLB opening day. My friend Anatish is back. I, do you consider yourself a baseball fan? I guess let me ask you that first. I think baseball has been an integral part of my life. I think that because of some jinxes and hoax, I stopped watching baseball. I think I'm a fan of the art of baseball, but at the same time, I don't think I, I'm not like up to date. Like I'm not, I don't follow it 24 seven, maybe like I follow basketball or something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, what was it? A couple of days ago we were talking and I don't know who you brought up, but you brought up some name. And I said, oh, I that, that name has not come up in any sort of baseball conversation in five years. So I don't know who it was, but I think at that point, I was like, oh, I, I don't think you're quite caught up with the game. Yeah, I, I think. And, and it's kind of funny because I think the timing is the same. Um, I, I went through this kind of blip, like Thanos kind of snapped, and I, I didn't really realize what just happened the past, you know, couple of years. I mean, that's a good way of putting it, like a little baseball blip, like... You stopped watching what in, I, I guess, what was the last year you remember in, in baseball? So I'm a Derek Jeter fan. And, and so um, 2014 was kind of the last thing I saw. And then like, I was kind okay. of like, you know, going in and out of it, kind of watching, kind of not. And I was like, all right, let's, I don't know. I just stopped. What The, the, the number one reason why I stopped is because I, I'm a Yankees fan born in new york raised in seattle i'm a seattle native i'd still say but for me i have an indirect relationship or there is an indirect relationship between how many games how many yankees games i watch and then how many games they win so the less i watch them the more they win and and you can attest to this every time we go see a mariners and yankees game every time i go they lose every time we don't go or i don't go they start winning so for the love of basketball, um, baseball for my team, I I kind of stopped watching. So, yeah, it, it's been a minute. I mean, so Derek Jeter retired in 2014. Yeah. So that's coming up on nine years. So I think, I, I, again, a baseball blip is kind of a good way to put it. I think we need to catch you up. And you can throw whatever name. Uh, I, this, again, may or may not be entertaining to other people, this may just be entertaining to us, but I'm curious to see what you think you know of baseball now, and then we'll try to get you caught up in the next 20, 30 minutes. Okay, yes. Because, again, every name that you've given me, I'm like, yeah, he was really good in 2015. 
which I think is the last time you followed baseball. So yeah, I I know we've talked. You you want to get back into baseball? It's a fun game just to go play, go play catch. I know we're gonna try and go to more Mariners games this year, so we need to get you caught up to speed, I guess, before that happens. A hundred percent. But and we're not gonna try. We're gonna do it. You know. So so I, I do need this kind of catch up because I'm gonna stop going into these jinxes if the yankees lose they lose but i'm going to start watching baseball again so yeah i mean the yankees haven't won since 2009 so i don't well think that's necessarily on you but hey, listen i i do know i so i do know this that aaron judge right broke the home run record and stuff oh i'll say this uh just because i think i have to say it. the the last time i really properly watched it and and i kind of stopped watching entirely was definitely when the astros cheating scandal happened um, I was really into it. Yankees, you know, uh, Aaron Judge was going to win Rookie of the Year, or he won Rookie of the Year. He was going to win AL MVP, which have been the same time since, which have been the last person to do it since Ichiro. Uh, and then Jose Altuve won, and the Astros won, and the Astros beat the Yankees in order to, like, you know, get to the World Series. So, again, Astros suck, and, and all of this happened. And I think they, they're the reasons why I stopped watching. So... Yeah, that's what I think oh, the second time you brought it up in the last like two weeks. So yeah, I think you're still still hurt I, from it. I will find every opportunity to mention it. Yeah. Um yeah. I could just bring it up every every episode if you'd like. I just throw should. it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know how you want to do this. I will give the floor to you. If you want to if you want me to just recap the last ten years, I can. If you want to just throw out a bunch of things you think you know, and we can go from there. I got I got baseball reference pulled up. Go through some players and get you get you up to speed. Okay, yeah. So first, I want to we'll, we'll do all of that. But first thing I want to know is like I want to know the players that I know who are like this is the core of baseball. This is what I remember of baseball being. I just want to know if they're still alive. If everything's like good or not. <laughs> I, I mean, I would hope everybody's still alive. But... Well, yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. But okay, so so the first person who I think is the best role player in existence was Brett Gardner. And and I know that he was playing ish. Uh, this this is kind of how everything started in a sense. Not you didn't react that way, but it was kind of how it started. So, where's Brett Gardner? Yeah, I, I do think that was the first name you brought up. And you're like, is Brett Gardner still like a key Yankee? And I think my response was, well, was he ever a key Yankee? But he good role player. I'll, I'll admit that. I I don't think he ever played on anybody else but i haven't heard his name in a few years uh, and i'm pulling up his page here he did he did play in 2021 so he's not oh. that far removed okay he, he batted 222 in 140 games so he hasn't been relevant i guess since uh, Don't again, say I'm, I'm looking at his numbers <laughs> i mean he batted 264 in 2017 that's a big deal. Yeah, see, I maybe I, I don't know. Again, he did hit some homers uh like more than at his average one time. He he did have 28 homers in 2019, so maybe that's what you remember. Big deal. So, he became a slugger at the end of his career. Yeah, I mean, only 10 on. stolen bases, so he kind of flipped from the 40 stolen bases that he would have in early in his career. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, so again, you're not too far off. Like he he's been in kind of around the Yankees at least for the last few years yeah as he should be again I, I just got to give our flowers to Brett Gardner because he is again 
the best role player you can really think of, right? Kind of do it all. He he's a good outfielder. He gets on base. He tries his best. Like you're not gonna he's not gonna first round pick or a second round pick. Maybe even a third. I don't know. But he's definitely there, you know. Um okay, anyways. Don't don't answer this question, but if you were ranking just Yankees, just based on Yankees, would he be your second pick after Derek Jeter? Listen, okay. Would he be my first role player pick? Yes. Okay. But that that's that's for a different topic. Okay. Um, one guy that I thought was really like I thought it was just fun to watch, and I thought he was cool, and that was the second name I mentioned to you was uh Panda Pablo Sandoval. So I remember he was on the Giants, uh, third baseman. I think he switched to first when he got old, but I, I thought he was still relevant. He was like integral in the you know the even year Giants. Are they still winning even years? No, that stopped in 2014, I think. Because so they won in 2010, 2012, 2014, I believe. Yeah, I think. And I then think, the Cubs I think won they in were 2016. Just winning all even years, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I really like that team. That Bumgarner, Posey, Pablo Sandoval. Like that was a that was a fun team. Uh, no, he, he, I know he went to the Red Sox for a little bit. He did? I think they gave him, yeah, I don't know if they gave him a big contract, but he went to the Red Sox, did not do well. He went back to the Giants, trying to look him up. Yeah, he did go back to the Giants for a couple more years and then has been with the Braves. He played 69 games with the Braves in 2021, so. Oh, still relevant. Yeah, he stuck around. Okay. Uh, well, okay, relevant. Relevant's a different term. Well, he batted one seventy eight. Oh shit! In those sixty nine games. So, okay. last time he was relevant, he had, mm, I guess, twenty nineteen. He played a little bit. Played a hundred games for them hmm. for the okay. Giants. OPS plus of one thirteen, so slightly above average. Yeah. Okay. Well, before I mention the third one, look, can we go back to the the whole Giants because they were like the Spurs kind of dynasty in a sense for baseball i think just consistent yeah. you know getting it done so what happened to buster posey is bumgarner batting because like otani's doing it bumgarner wanted <laughs> to do it that's funny uh posey retired sad to say as a giant I, yes i think okay. he only played as a giant i think it was it was somewhat surprising because like even the old catchers right they get old maybe they'll transition to first base mm-hmm. but he essentially said no I, like i'm done and so that was a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, Bumgarner's not not batting, unfortunately. He could, but he, no, he he's not batting. He he needs to learn how to pitch again. What? He's he's not quite to that same level he was in like 2010. You know, back in our day when we were like drafting, I shouldn't say back in our day, but like when we were drafting baseball players and stuff, like Bumgarner was up there in pitchers. So, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was and. And I I always remember him from those World Series that he came out came out of the bullpen, like he'd pitch game one, then he'd come out of the bullpen in game three, start game five, come out of the bullpen game seven. Yeah, he was hungry. Yeah. He wanted it, he wanted it. So he was remember remember when we would always say, okay, Kershaw's the best pitcher of this generation, but when it comes to postseason. Like Bumgarner almost turns into Kershaw of the regular season. I would say I would rather pick if I could get Bumgarner in postseason 
for a regular season, I'd rather have that than Clayton Kershaw. I would say Bumgarner. Maybe I was a Dodger because you need the you need the postseason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just meant he's better than Kershaw. Just trying to put it out there. Again, I'm as a as a career. As a player, as a pitcher, as a pitcher, you would pick Bumgarner. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, postseasons matter, and I, I think his level, that level, was a lot better than Kershaw's. Again, I'm definitely in the minority. Probably I'm a Dodger hater too. Who knows? But um, it's, mm-hmm. I guess that's all. Okay. But, but so the number one name that came up, and I was like, yeah. So uh, because I wanted to know what happened to him, and then you're like, oh, you're really out of it. It was it was Ian Kinsler. I'm not even a huge yes. Ian Kinsler fan, yeah. but I knew he was on the, like with the Tigers. And I knew he was with, like, when Miguel Cabrera was there and, like, Justin Verlander were pitching. Like, there's, like, another closer that they had or something. But that that Tigers team was like, all right, that's a pretty good team. Miguel Cabrera got, like, one of the, you know, the big long-term contracts that you, you know, usually mm-hmm. were, like, for A-Rod and, and people like that. So, he was one of the Do you ones remember that... when Cabrera got that big contract? It has to be, like... I'm, I'm not assuming it was, like, 2014. Like, Derek I, I think this and... is his last year. What? So, like, if you remember that big contract, I think this is his last year. Oh, my. So, you know, big contracts do end at some point. Can you imagine when we were doing that for, like, 10 years? He's going to be playing until he's, like, 30-something. Can you imagine 10 years from now? Yeah. I remember, like, talking about that, saying that. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be signed until 2023. Like, that sounds so far away. But... Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, where are all of they? All of yeah, them? I remember Kinsler... Because he came up with the Rangers, and I remember growing up as a Mariners fan, just so frustrating. Again, he wasn't the star player, but just always very good. Would always beat the Mariners. He did go to the Tigers, was there for a few years. Uh, went to the Angels and the Red Sox in 2018, and then the Padres in 2019, uh, but only batted 217 uh, for the Padres in 2019. And then I think he retired. Okay. But I, I, that's a fun name because I remember the the second baseman of that like era. You know, you had Ian Kinsler, Dustin Pedroia, Robinson Cano. Like I don't know, there were some fun second basemen. They're there. all great. You, you're talking like they're not here anymore. Like I know Dustin Pedroia was like oldish, so like he was yeah. kind of getting up there, and there's some rivalry in that sense. So yeah. I get that. But like, is Robinson Cano not playing anymore? I remember he went from no. the Yankees to the Mariners. Yes, that um, which, was probably the best day for me in Mariners history because you as a Yankees fan, like there there was no way that the Mariners were going to outbid the Yankees for anything. Yeah. Was, and I specifically was, remember the day it happened. It was a ton of money, but we didn't care. We were freaking out. And I, I think it was worth it. We were Mr. Wallenweber's. I don't know if you remember it. It was, uh, yep. it was fifth Math grade. Math class in high school. Yeah, fifth fifth period, sorry. Yeah. And um, I was just like, all right, sure, cool. I, I was frustrated, but at the same time, I was like, right, I guess I got to see Kano sort of. But that was the end of almost, I think that was the beginning of the end of like a, an era that we can even hope for a better future or like hope for a playoff run once Kano For left. the Yankees? Yeah. I was still very yeah, hopeful. Yeah, because that for was when, time. that was kind of when Jeter was retiring. Yeah, he got injured. left. And, yeah. Yeah, no one was the same anymore. We got Jacoby yeah. Ellsbury, who was like really bad, anyways, and a bunch of things happened like that. But what a time! Yeah, 
Okay, wait. So yeah, so so Cano's retired. Uh, he was on the Dominican Republic team, I think, in the WBC this year. Oh, okay. So he's around. Mm-hmm. Like he's technically still playing. He played. Let me see his stats last year. Because you know he went. You know the Mariners traded him to the Mets. Was that in the news that got through sort your? Of. I feel like I heard. I thought I saw something, but maybe not. Yeah, he's, the Mets. So he's back to New York. He was. So he went to the Mets. He was. I mean, we traded Edwin Diaz to the Mets with Cano. Cano. Uh, I mean, that first year he batted two fifty six for the Mets, but then that was also with his like PED oh, uh, issues okay, okay, and getting okay, suspended and stuff. Yeah. Um. So he did play last year. He played. You ready for these stats? He played twelve games with the Mets to start. Batted one ninety five. They're like, okay, we're done. Padres. He goes there for twelve games. Bats oh ninety one. Why is everyone going to the Padres? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, they've become the Yankees of the West just in terms of money, really, and not winning. Oh wow! They they bought and then he went to the Braves, batted one fifty four with that for nine games. So I think he was one of those like I'm trying to think of a NBA example, but one of those players that like was really good. It, it seems like he's sort of done. So a team releases mm-hmm. him, and then. Another team sees that it's like, oh, we can we can talk ourselves into Robinson Cano. Like he might have a little something left. Was it kind of like a Rondo does not ish thing? Yeah, sort of. But I think he's a good leader, which is why he was on the Dominican Republic team this year. Hmm. So he is he is all but retired, essentially. Okay. Gotcha. All right. That's that's fine. All right, here I if we can shift gears, then I, I got a bunch of Mariners. Can we, can we spend like two seconds on Cano? Oh, of course. Let me just let me tell you because I I think I forgot like how good he was. I just want to let you From... know I share the same birthday as Robinson Cano. Uh, that's all. Continue. Okay. Yeah. From two thousand, so he started in two thousand five, which I forgot that was a long time ago. He batted okay. two ninety seven in two thousand five. But then after that, 342, 306, 271, 320, 319, 302, 313, 314, and 314. And that 314 was the last year, uh, his first year with the Mariners. And then he, quote-unquote, dropped off, batted 287. 2016, batted 298 with 39 homers, which was great as a Mariners fan. We thought he was back, and then that's when we found out he was on steroids. But... Still, I, I think we forget how like top tier second baseman Robinson Cano was. I don't. I he was my second baseman. He was like, oh, he was the guy. Yeah, but uh, that's. I, I think. I mean, unfortunately, I think that all his his ending's gonna tarnish his reputation because of the steroids and now kind of flaming out. Oh, that's so. true. But yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess he could have been on steroids during that run, so we can't really tell, but. He was a very good player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so then, yeah. Okay. If we're talking about Mariners, then, okay. I, I, this is the Mariners that I remember. Um, then we'll go to Yankees and some other players that I think I know for a fact they're probably gone. I just don't know like how long ago they were gone. But, anyways, so 
First of all, we got to go with Felix Hernandez. I know he's not playing. Okay. But when did he stop? Because I thought he stopped playing like two years back, last year or something like that. He Technically, he did. Okay. I, I know he went, besides he, throwing out the first pitch for the Mariners playoff game, I think the last time I remember really hearing about him was in the COVID year. He was with Atlanta, I believe. Wait, what? Yeah, he signed with Atlanta. And then I don't totally remember if it was clear that he wasn't going to make the team. Or I, I also think there might have been that he didn't want to pitch during that you know COVID year when everything was weird. So I think he kind of opted out that year. And I don't think he's played since. I did not know he left the Mariners. I he did. Dang. Okay. Okay. And then I mean, uh, he was. Uh, let's see, looking at it. Yeah, his last probably good year was 2016. Okay. Three point eight two ERA in 153 innings. Then he got four and a half, five and a half, and then six and a half his last year. So, I, that was hard to watch because. Mm-hmm. Right, you remember it's it's King Felix. He was like the Mariner for yeah. like our generation. Of course, we had Griffey and Ichiro, but for us, it was Felix. So it was hard to watch because sure. 2014, he led the league in ERA with a 2.14 ERA, and then kind of after that, just a a steep decline, I guess. Okay, because he was only 33 in 2019, so he's only 36, 37. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's a 40-year-old, but when you put that many innings on him in the beginning, like that's sort of what's going to happen. Yeah, you have to carry the team a lot, so it makes sense. And to never make the playoffs, like I feel really bad. He pitched in it, first pitch. That I, I was happy to see him because I was hoping that there wasn't any like bad blood between him and the Mariners. Oh, interesting. Okay, there was another pitcher, uh, Japanese. I don't, I don't remember his first name, Hisashi or something. Iwakuma mm-hmm. was his guy. He was like the second guy, and like he was decent when I saw him pitch. I was like, oh, wow, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I think he threw a no hitter too at some point. Great. Uh, his, his career was short. Like, I think he was only here for a few years. He's not pitching at all now? No, he's again long gone. Oh, shit. Okay, I mean, okay. Um, let me pull it up. Oh, he's 41 now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so his first year was 2012 with the Mariners, and he was 31 at that point. So he pitched about five years okay. and part of a sixth year. And was good, like 2013, which, again, was right around the time when you last remembered. Uh, he came in third in Cy Young, was an all-star, See, two yeah, and a half that's... ERA. Okay. Like, he was a legit, like, second pitcher to Felix. I mean, but, he'd be an uh, ace on a lot of teams. Yeah, especially that year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then what happened to the... Uh, he was Korean, first baseman, really tall. Uh, oh, Dae Ho Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody loved Dae Ho Lee. So, but... He... Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do much. Let me find... <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he played. Well, now I gotta Google him. He played in 2016 for the Mariners. Yeah, that was it. Well, did you only play? Played, like, he oh. played one year. 
I don't know why I remembered him as like I thought I, he was a because he was he was almost he was a legend in that one year. I, and I don't fully remember why, but I think just some clutch hits. He seemed like a, a fun guy. Maybe. Okay. I mean, he batted 253, 14 homers in 100 games. So he was uh, like a fun role player, but I don't think he ever did anything after that. Okay. Okay. Speaking about other, um, he, it, there was a shortstop for the Mariners. I think it was like Gene Segura. The, you guys just signed him and he was like pretty good. Like he was like a fast, he was trying to be like, I would say he was watered down, Dirk Jeter, but I mean, I think that was the Short, vibe he was like, giving. Like D. Gordon? Was it D. Gordon? Or, I thought it was Gene Because he was fast. Gene Segura we traded for. Was he not shortstop? I, I, thought, <clears throat> I thought D. Gordon was a second baseman. We came after. Yeah, he was a... Uh, he may have started as a shortstop, but then went second baseman. Gotcha. Okay. And then I think he went center field eventually. Got, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. At, at some point in the 2000s and 2010s, uh, the Mariners went from like Brendan Ryan, Cattell uh, Marte, Gene Segura. Like I, we seem to just be rotating shortstops, and eventually settled on J.P. Crawford. So uh, it probably one of those. No idea who he is. But okay, I'll, I'll take right. it. Um, <laughs> who was this one guy? He he had a he was a he was the closer. He had like a hat going sideways. Uh, oh yeah, Fernando Rodney. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't good. Yeah. Well, like no, he, was he was supposed good. to be good, but he wasn't. He was. He, Mariners fans would know. We called it the Fernando Rodney experience. And I, probably other teams did as well. But he was one of those pitchers that was good and was a closer for a lot of years. But it was never easy. It was one of those things that, like, he's going to get the job done, probably. <laughs> but, like, he'll get the bases loaded and, like, one out and... And now you're like, wait a minute, no, this was supposed to be a win. Why are we stressing? Mm-hmm. Then a lot of times, I keep get the job done and you know throw the arrow and all that sort of stuff. But I'm trying to think when. Let's see. Yeah, he stuck around to 2019 when he was 42. Oh damn! I mean, cool, good for him, I guess. Can you guess what year he started? His first year. If he was 40 in 2019, 2016? Yeah, yeah. I, guess I, I don't know. Uh, that he started his career? Oh, I mean, I guess I don't know how long he started. 2010. Or... 2002. What? So if you were watching baseball in 2002, which uh, we were four and five years old, so we were not, but you could have had the Fernando Rodney experience in 2002. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he had 48 saves for the Mariners in 2014. He was hmm. fifth in Cy Young in 2012, 0.6 ERA, that and 48 that saves. Nice. So, like, he was legit. But yeah, when he came to the Mariners, it was—I don't know—it was rough to watch. Okay, okay, interesting. Okay, so some rapid fire for the rest of the—not um, rapid fire, I guess—but for the rest of the Mariners, I did want to know what happened to Kyle Seager. Is he still Kyle relevant? Seager just retired. Just retired. I have two bobbleheads. Yeah, Twenty twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Was he okay? Like, was he okay in his career, or was like he okay decent. that he was retiring? I mean, I guess he both. was a solid player. I was okay. never a huge Seager fan, but just uh, like a great Mariner, solid thir- third baseman for ten years. Yeah. His brother is now with the Rangers, so there's that. 
Wasn't he with the Dodgers? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nice with the Rangers. Dodgers they gave him like $300 million or something. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, what happened with Nelson Cruz? He used to bat right next to Robinson Cano. He's still playing. I think he's like 42 years old, but he's still playing. I don't get how they're playing so much. but I know. It's kind of crazy. And Cruz was one of those players that wasn't great in the beginning of his career. Hmm. He started in 2005. Yeah, I I think he's with the Padres now. Bro, okay. Did they sign? Yeah, I think they signed him. He was with the Nationals last year. Oh, dang. Okay. Hit 10 home runs. Okay. He has 459 career home runs, so. He's up there. Right, maybe yeah. he's trying. Two more years, three more years, four more years if he can get to the 500 club. Yeah. But, okay. Okay. Oh, see, when I say Nelson Cruz, a person that I, I think of that I used to remember was a big guy was Billy Butler. It was, Billy he was with Butler. the Royals. Now that's they, a name. Yeah, when they that won. Right? Definitely was, has not been. Yeah. He hasn't been? I, I remember he was like sort of. like I think he was in his prime, I thought. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, I, in like 2013. Oh, okay. He hasn't played since 2016. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, what about uh? He used to play on the Blue Jays. He was a Cabrera. I think it was Melky Cabrera. He's kind of short, outfielder. Yeah. Is yeah. He's also a player. I guess okay. If he's not relevant, then he's not relevant. I just twenty twenty nineteen. Okay. So yeah. See. So I. I. Okay. I think I'm not too far off. But all right. Let Let me say some names. Yeah. That I, I, th- I think your range is definitely in like the twenty. 13 to 2016 like like that was when we were in high school like that's mm-hmm. definitely a range of like the billy butlers monkey cabrera's ian kinsler's david wright like those kind of names oh, man. david wright best captain after Derek. yeah i swear okay oh um can you tell me this when did mark Teixeira leave because he was he was still pretty relevant when i was leave the yankees or leave did he play afterwards like baseball i guess baseball i thought he i was... don't he might not have yeah, because yeah, he started with the Rangers. Yeah, they yeah, signed. He didn't. Him. Yeah, his last year was 2016. Okay. Ooh, what about Jacoby Ellsbury? I, I was so disappointed that we got him because he was like not good. <laughs> 2017. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got the... him for the final four years. Yeah, wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, it he was had a 70 risk. stolen bases in 20 2009. 70? 70. And then 52 in 2013. Damn. And then you signed him for his last four. Okay. Then oh, he's out. here's this one guy. I And I knew he, he signed with the Mets later. Curtis Granderson. Is he, is he yeah. still playing? Uh, no, he's a... I think he's on MLB Network, but... Oh. He used to be a great... He was a like awesome um, Yankee, and then he went to the Mets, and... Yeah, he was really good for a while. Yeah, he stopped in 2019. Okay. Sort of. I mean, he batted 183 that year. Okay. Uh, he had 41 oh. home runs and 43 home runs for you guys back to back. Like he was revival of the bomb, the bombers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there was this one guy. He was a. Uh, I think he was on the picture, like on the cover of something. He was a. He was an MVP. He was a catcher for the Twins. I think it was like Joe Bauer. Oh yeah. Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. Joe yeah. Mauer. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was one of those that transitioned to first base for a while. But uh, that was... Maybe. I I mean, it's hard because I I think it's so long ago and then I see 2018. It's like, oh, that's not that far Mm -hmm. removed. But that's five years ago at this point, so I guess it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 2018, he batted 282. Yeah, that was great. He batted 305 in 2017, so he was still doing it. Okay. He batted 365 one year. That was the year he won MVP. 28 home runs. Cano did that as a catcher, but that's fine. But as a catcher, batting 365 as a catcher. I'll take. I think it's one like he's one of those players we won't see again. Mm. Really? I guess. Well, we don't see batting averages like that anymore. Yeah. So that's true. Okay. Um. In any other uh, names floating around in your head? There are. There's like two more at least. I. There was on the Orioles. Uh, it, it used to they used to have like a good catcher or something. There, there was was it Chris Davis? He was like a really he was a big hitter, yeah, not a catcher, but yes, the guy that would hit a lot of home runs. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, he was really bad at the end of his career. I can tell you that. Let me give you his stats. I I remember there was some some joke about him. I just I don't know what exactly it was. So in twenty thirteen. Which again lines up with your timeline. 286, 53 homers, 138 RBIs, OPS plus 168, OPS over 1,000, which is amazing. He hit 47 home runs in 2015. No, let me let me back up. So after that great year, he follows it up batting 196. Oh, jeez. He follows the the next year up, he hits 47 home runs, but leads the league in strikeouts, 208. Falls it up again, leads the league in strikeouts again, 2019. Then the next two years, he strikes out 195 times and 192 times, but he only played 128 games. Oh. And then, yeah, 2020 was his last year. Played 16 games, struck out 17 times, didn't hit a homer. Batted 115. Yeah. I, I think there's probably some records and some stats in there that you can find of like how bad he got. But I don't yeah, Listen, we don't need I always like respect that. people who get strikeouts though. They they swung out trying. That's okay. You know, at least he tried. Yeah, he did. Um but geez. Okay. There was a there was another Chris Davis for Oakland during that time. He was really fast, right? And that was yeah, back. He, uh, he was a he was Chris more of an outfielder. K. Yeah. yeah. KH. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point you're like, okay, this this is Chris Davis. We we need to stop calling him, you know, Chris Davis with a K. This is the real Chris Davis. <laughs> Let's forget about the other guy. Okay. Oh, uh, one more guy. Uh, on the Rangers, third baseman, Adrian Beltre. Oh, Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Former Mariner, Adrian Beltre. Was he? He, uh, yeah, he's played forever. Yeah, last year, 2018. Okay. You want to guess when he started? It's 2005? 1998. <laughs> really? Like, he was playing before I was alive. Wow. Yeah, in 1998. Interesting. 
Okay. Oh, uh, another guy. He, he was a cardinal, and like he was like really. Uh, it was like David Freeze. He was like really integral, and like he yeah. they used to be really good. They just would never win until they did. Well, win they won that. Yeah, they won wasn't one year. He the one they were that... really good for a while. Yeah, wasn't he the one that hit that clutch hit I, I in think. like Game Six of the World Series? I, that's the only reason I know him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was ever like a top tier player. David Freese. Yeah, so, I mean, solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would mainly hit 10 to 15 home runs, bat 260s. OPS plus around like 110. So, you know, slightly above average player. But yeah, I, I think everybody just remembers him from that hit. Gotcha. Okay. Which yeah. to us seems like it just happened. Mm-hmm. But that was also when we were in high school a long time ago. So, oh, uh, there was one that was like it was really, it was like it was the Blue Jays and I think the Dodgers. I don't know, but it was Jose Bautista. Like it was, uh, I remember he had like a fight with like the Rangers, some guy. Yeah, Rugnet Odor. I think I used to call him Rough and Older, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, is yeah, Jose Bautista still playing? No, he's he's long gone. Oh, uh, twenty eighteen was his last year. Okay. I I feel like we need more of like Jose Bautistas in the world. Well, bad flips and stuff. Yeah, bad flips, just big power. Like he's just swinging hard. He had the big leg kick. I guess. Okay. Fifty four homers in twenty ten. Three oh two and forty three homers the next year. Thousand OPS. Yeah, he was good for like three years. Okay. Uh, I mean, longer than that, but. I see. Okay. I'm trying to think of like other names. I just like, you know, they were so popular. Like I I remember uh, when the Royals won. First of all, when did the Royals win? Because like I remember that was a huge deal because that was like a big drought and stuff like that. Was that 2015? I believe uh, that was 2015. MLB. But there's the Royals had like Eric Cosmer, Lorenzo Kane, and then they had a pretty good bullpen, I think. Yeah, which was like Greg Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was their lefty in that time? But yeah, that's when they had yeah Salvador Perez, Mike Mustakas, uh, Alex Gordon. That oh, was yeah, that was a fun Alex team. Gordon, yeah. So are, are any of them still playing? Salvador they... Perez. Um, in 2021, I think two years ago, not last year, hit like 45 homers Oh, as wow. a catcher. And it was like, oh, he's still good. Not quite the same last year, but he's okay. still good. I think I just saw Mike Moustakis got released recently by somebody. Alex Gordon's gone. I can't remember who else, but yeah. Is Eric Cosmer still was. playing? He was with... He, he was with the Padres. Yeah. And then he got traded to the Red Sox, I believe. Oh, jeez. That's when his career kinda ended. Like, kind of like a salary dump. Uh, I think his career Red Sox. ended before that. Oh, home, of the, home of the burnouts. Yeah. Okay. So I think he's... No, he signed with the Cubs, I think. Yeah, signed with the Cubs. Speaking so, about the Cubs. He's still around. I remember the Yankees had to trade. Um, so it was the Indian or the Gar- Guardians. It was the Indians and the uh, Cleveland and uh, Chicago. And uh, the Yankees gave 
both of the like our closers out, right? It was Andrew Miller yes. and Aroldis Chapman. They both went yes. to like opposing side. And um and the Cubs won, right? Great. Like Trout is gone. Back back when they won, like I think it was when the Royals back when the Royals won. It could have been the Cubs, I think. Yeah, I think it was Gas the year was like after. a dollar or something like that. Okay, we're like not something. that old. It was pretty old, but yeah. Yeah. Um, twenty sixteen. Like we were graduating high school then. Not that old. No, no, no. No. The last time the Cubs won is before Oh, that. in nineteen oh six. Gas oh, yeah, was not gas a dollar in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um but anyways, yeah. So so what happened like there was like Anthony Rizzo who I know was on the Yankees. Um but they also had like Chris Bryant and they had some other players. And then um there's that really good hitter uh in Cleveland. Francisco Lindor. Oh, Francisco Lindor. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. But then, um, but yeah, that was, that was really it. And what, what happened to Andrew Miller and Chapman? Uh, Chapman's now bad. Sad to say. I think he signed with the Royals, but he's Andrew. probably on his way out. Rizzo, you might know, is on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant signed this big deal with the Rockies of all teams. The Rockies. Who else was on that team? Andrew Miller's not quite the same. Uh, Lindor's on the Mets now. Oh. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Cubs had Addison Russell, who had some off-the-field trouble mm-hmm. and I think was never seen from again. I don't remember what the... He got had some allegations, but okay. I think that was sort of the team of 2016. Gotcha. Which was sad because they broke the curse and that was it. Like They didn't really do much else. Seemed like it, yeah. Which is fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Any, I guess, unless you have any other names floating around in your head, do you want me to give you the like two minute rundown of where people are at? Yeah. Well, yes, but first I want to hear from, um, I want to know because like I, so I saw Max Scherzer in a Mets thing. Yes. And back in my day, Max Scherzer was on the Tigers, right? It was yeah. Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. These guys were at it. I know they floated around. I know Verlander went. First of all, props to Verlander for like, although cheating stuff happened, so not super props to him. But like to win yeah. Cy Youngs in like different decades or whatever, it was a big deal. Yeah, because he's like forty or forty-one now. Yeah. So and he has Kate Upton. So like, it's just a win-win-win. Yeah. Um, but point being is, what happened to them? How are the Mets doing? Because I remember. See, the Mets, the Padres, the Braves, they were all trash. Like, they were the, the teams, like, people just didn't want to go. And and then the Mets had Syndergaard and uh, DeGrom. Um, Jacob DeGrom? I yep. don't know what his name was. And Matt Harvey. Yeah. And Matt, Matt Harvey. Oh, my God. What happened to Matt Harvey? He was the Batman. Matt Harvey, he was supposed to be the best of all three of them. And then just tanked. Because Harvey was the best. Syndergaard was like, oh, like he could be really good. Like he throws a hundred, and then Degrom, like, and they have Degrom too. But then, yeah, Harvey fell off. Syndergaard, and you know, is still around, but not not quite to that same level. And then Degrom turned into the best pitcher of the like five years. So, wait for the Mets or... for baseball. For baseball, Degrom, yeah. When was this? Well, like so the... he gets hurt. He's the, hold on, let me look at his page before I make 
this because uh... I, I remember DeGrom being that he was like a third he was the reason why he was like the icing on the cake you know the, the reason why they're yeah. above the rest because they're third like the third game they're gonna win the series it's it's always good because you got the one two three usually you got like a one two but yeah yeah because he won rookie of the year in 2014 uh yeah he won back-to-back Cy Youngs in 2018-2019 he won back-to-back Cy Youngs his ERA was 1.7, 2.4, 2.3, 1.08, although he only played 15 games. And then three last year, which was sort of a disappointment. But this would, he's like if Anthony Davis won multiple MVPs for the Pelicans, mm-hmm. but never won anything. Uh-oh. Because ever since he won those back to back MVPs, he's only played 12 games. Or started twelve games, fifteen games, and eleven games. So he's just waiting to get traded or something. Yeah. Well, I guess I mean Anthony Davis has an injury risk, like he can't stay healthy now. But gotcha. when he can, when he's pitching, he's the best or one of the best. Oh, name just came up: Matt Carpenter with the Cardinals. He used to be yeah. like second he was on base. The Yankees. Pit. Was he in the Yankees? Yeah, he played for the Yankees last year. And just sort of out of nowhere, just hit a bunch of home runs for you guys. I didn't. I didn't even know. Okay. Yeah. He hit. He's one of those that they brought in, like as a utility guy, like see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was with the Cardinals, uh, All Star in 2013, 2014, 2019 batted 226, 2020 batted 186, 2021 batted 169. So looks like he's heading out. I don't really remember why the Yankees signed him, but they brought him in, I think, mid-season, too, as like a utility guy. Only played 47 games, but he hit 15 home runs, batted 305. His OPS was 1,100 in those 47 games. So for whatever reason, he came in as this utility guy who just turned into like old-school Matt Carpenter and more. Nice. So, so do you want to guess where he's Yankees. at now? He's, oh. He signed with a new team this year. Do you want to guess where? Padres? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. God. Dude, what's going on with them? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So what happened to Max Scherzer, though? What What's happened to um, Justin Verlander? I just want to, like, what's going on with them? Well, they're so they're two of the best still. Still? Yeah. This is like LeBron and KD in the NBA. Oh. You know, you have Giannis, Curry. You're like, oh, yeah, LeBron and KD. They're still you know, LeBron and KD. Like, I think Verlander won a Cy Young, yeah, two years ago or whatever. Scherzer is still one of the best. So, there. Yeah. And then the Mets, because they want to pay everybody, they got both of them. So, I never they got both Mets. of them. They got Francisco Lindor. Wait, both of them? Scherzer and Verlander? They're both on the Mets? You didn't know they were both on the Mets? No. <laughs> so, yeah. they went from both on the Tigers to going somewhere random to going back yep, meeting. To now back with the Mets. Yep. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Scherzer was on the Mets last year. Uh huh. And then they just signed Verlander this this offseason. That's crazy. And and Syndergaard's still playing? No. Or he's DeGrom's on the... still playing. No. So DeGrom just signed a big contract with the Rangers. The Rangers? Okay. Yeah. They needed pitching. They're like, here, here's a big contract. Okay, so there's nobody else left on the for the Mets. Batting one. I mean not to that level, but I mean they have. For Lander and Scherzer. There's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. 
I guess it's a good segue to like now. I'm trying to think of any players that you would be surprised. Like, oh, they're on this team now. Or who's good, who's not. Uh, do you remember Nolan Arenado? Yeah. Third baseman for the Rockies. Yeah, he's on the Cardinals now. Cardinals. Uh, do you remember Paul Goldschmidt? Yeah, first baseman for the Diamondbacks. He, he was like trash. Everyone liked him, and then he... I thought it was like trash. It got really, really bad. He may have, but he won MVP last year. So he won MVP uh, for the Cardinals. So they're both on the Cardinals: Arenado and Goldschmidt. Are you serious? That's that's yeah. big. And Arenado came in third for MVP. How do they get? Why are they good now? Or, why are they good now? Like, isn't Goldschmidt playing for a long time? I thought he was like gonna. He yeah, he's in his thirties. How old is he? Yeah, I... he's thirty-five. Okay, and he won MVP. Yeah, I mean, but he's always been good. Maybe you just didn't like him. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Because in 2013, like he batted 302. He wasn't good, but I could be wrong. Maybe. Yeah, his OPS was always in 900s to 1,000. Dang, okay. I didn't know who's... That's consistent, that's good. 317 oh, with 35 homers last year. Wow. The Diamondbacks still... No, it wasn't... What was the didn't the Giants have no? Who had Zach Granke? He he was with he was with the Dodgers, wasn't he? Or he was with yeah, he, he was with the Dodgers, the Royals. He's been around. Um, I thought he went to the Diamondbacks after the Dodgers, yeah. like after playing. Second yeah, he did go to the Diamondbacks. He was on the Astros for a while. He was with the Astros. Yeah. Jeez, they're always loaded. Okay. Yeah. Now he's back with the Royals, but. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other Manny Machado. He's on the Padres. Again, you may or may not know that. I remember but, that. No, he's that's the reason why everyone started going to the Padres. Like I just keep hearing Padres pop up now yeah. for some reason, and I'm like, why? He was with the Dodgers right for a while. No, he was. Mm. Yeah, he was with the. He was, no, he's yeah, with the Orioles. He was with the Orioles. Yeah, he started actually. with the Orioles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Freddie Freeman. He's on the Dodgers. He's on the Dodgers? I thought he was on the yeah. Braves. He was. Then they sent him to the Dodgers. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. I think he came in second last year in MVP. Maybe. Jeez. Okay. Um, Mookie Betts on the Dodgers. He... Oh, yeah. What happened uh, to Xander Bogarts? Because I remember like the Red Sox were trying to be like really good and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they had Bogarts and a couple others. Yeah. He just he was a free agent this year. Yeah. And and got signed by somebody. Okay. You want to guess who? Just take a guess. Are you serious? The Padres? Yeah. <laughs> so the Padres have Bogarts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto. They have Juan Soto? Wasn't he with the yeah, Twins or something? Uh, Nationals. The Nationals. Or some yeah, because they won the World Series when he was like 19, when they had Harper and Scherzer and others. Trey Turner. Um, any other notable Jeez, players? Okay. Because there's a bunch of new players that are good now that you probably don't know. I, I mean, we could go for two hours and catch you up, but True. I'm trying to think of any other players you would know. It, it is, um, sorry, back to just some Yankee stuff. Dell Batances, Gary Sanchez. I don't hear them. Oh, Dell Batances. That's a name I've heard. Seriously? Wasn't he supposed to be really good for a while? He was really good for a while. Right, I yeah, he was really good for a while. Yeah, he hasn't pitched since twenty. 
Well, technically, he pitched one game in 2021. <laughs> okay. He pitched in one game in 2019. Yeah. So, that's been good. It, is Bryce Harper... So, is Bryce Harper not the best player? Because before, Bryce Harper was, like, the guy, like, the up-and-coming, you know, he's yeah. the phenom. I mean, he still kind of is. Obviously, he's not the phenom, but, mm-hmm. like, he's still good. He's hurt now, but he's good. Okay. The, the Dodgers the were the team to beat for for a long time. Yeah, are they still the team to beat? Um, maybe, but probably not to that same level. Is Clint Kershaw that's still when around? they? Yeah, he's still around. Yes, they have Kershaw, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Will Smith. Yeah, not not that Will Smith, but um, yeah, I think probably the team to beat. Might still be the Astros. Still? Or the Yankees. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, or the Yankees. Wait, so why are the Astros still good if they don't have Verlander and Granke? Uh, well, because they still have Altuve. They still have Alex Bregman. Okay. And they have probably the best hitter in the American League in Jordan Alvarez. Who's that? Oh, yeah, you don't know who that is. Yeah, when I remember talking to you last year. Like, would I rather want... rather have Aaron Judge or Jordan Alvarez. Aaron and I Judge. said I would probably pick Alvarez. But Are you serious? Why? First of all, Aaron Judge... Well, that was, also, that was also fresh off Alvarez pretty much single-handedly beating the Mariners in, in the playoffs. So, oh. I mean, I may have been biased, but yeah, he's that good. Okay. Wow. And Dang. then their pitching's great, too. So Their pitching is great? I thought they just lost, like, so many good oh, pitchers. Yeah. I think they might have the best rotation despite not having Verlander. Yeah, they have a bunch of young guys that are good too. So. Oh, just, yeah, so you can still hate on the Astros because they're still good. So. They have the best trash cans in the game. Jeez. Are, okay. Is that ever going to go away? Nah. Like in 20 years, none of the players are still there. Is that still going to be a thing? Uh. I, I think, and, and this might be MLB's fault, but the reason why, like, they didn't get reprimanded the way they, I think, should have. And on top of that, like, again, Jose Altuve took away Aaron Judge's, like, MVP at that point in time. And they also beat the Yankees to, you know, win the World Series. So this could have been number, that could have been number 28. That could have been, like, the thing that got everyone, kept everyone together, you know. I mean, now we still have good players like Anthony Rizzo. Didn't realize he was there. Matt Carpenter, I didn't realize he was there. Josh Donaldson, I well, thought he was Matt like Carpenter's on the Padres, but oh shit, of course, okay. When in doubt, they're on the Padres. So. Are, are they just? Do they have a bunch of money or something? Have they been saving up for the past twenty? Yeah, years? they they've just been spending money. They're not good. Well, that's not true. They are going to be good, but I think they've just been spending money without really seeing the results. Interesting. Okay. See, when you have 27 World Series, you can do that when you have, what is it, one or zero? Probably zero. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Everyone's just going to San Diego for some, I guess it's a better word. I mean, it's San Diego, so like, I see the appeal, but. Sure. Okay. Uh, last thing, I, I know you know him, but Otani's very good, so you should watch him. He's a name to to know. What we I'm going to put this out here first before everyone does this. You used to on a radio station like years ago 
would be Otani watch and just talk about yes. this guy, how he was a phenom, how he's going to like change the world. And me being the skeptic was like, what are you talking about? He's not going to do anything like, like, yeah. sure. He's, he'll be good. I'm not saying he will be bad, but you know, especially after getting Masir Tanaka, which I also need to know where he is. Um, you know, I was just like the guy, like, you know, might be another person might come, might be each row level if it is, but he can't pitch and bat at the same time. And now here he is, quite literally, maybe the the greatest baseball player to ever exist, right in front of our eyes. So, uh, you called it uh, along with you know many before, but yeah, you, I, this I was like years years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, first hearing the name, I don't know where I read it, but sort of like how we're on Wimbanyama watch in the NBA right now. Uh, you know, you read the name somewhere, and you're like, okay, and you start reading about what he's doing, what he can do. I, I don't know if I expected this level, but yeah, he's been insane. And it didn't it didn't seem like that was gonna happen. Cause remember he got hurt one year. He struggled one year, uh, you know, up to his standard, but then he figured it out and he's just fine. So is he a better hitter than Mike Trout at the moment? Cause Mike Trout used to be the guy, like it used to be like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, right? These yeah. guys like they were it. No. Mike Trout's at the like Kevin Durant stage, I think, right now. Okay. He's probably not as old as Kevin Durant is, but I was gonna say Mike still... Trout was young. It was, yeah, it was Trout like... season like early on for for a long well, time. He but... is he's thirty one, so a little bit younger Durant, let's say. Okay. But like still very, very good. He is getting hurt a little too often now, which is sad. Dang. Yeah, like he only played 36 games in 2021, 119 in 2022. So kind of like Durant, like every year it seems he gets hurt. Mm -hmm. But then he comes back and you're like, oh, this is like the best player or one of the best players. Gotcha. Okay. So is Otani better hitter than Trout? Probably not. Which is fine. Um, yeah. Trout's like one of the best, so. Yeah, I think we forget because he keeps getting hurt. We forget how good Trout is. But. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Trout, second in MVP, second in MVP, first, second, first, fourth, second, first, fifth. He has three MVPs? Yeah. That's a big deal. Okay. Okay, right. so... Do you feel uh, Do you feel caught up? I sort of I feel like I'm I'm ready for opening day I'm excited to kind of I'm going to start paying attention and watch watching all these players and play and stuff but I, I guess t teams to look out for are probably the Astros and the Yankees winning wise but then the Dodgers and Mets are second tier uh, and Padres Dodger. well so American League yeah Astros Yankees Blue Jays probably Blue Jays Blue Jays, good. yeah, we haven't touched on the Blue Jays. They're good now. Um, Mariners, I don't want to jinx that, so I'm very like anti the Mariners this year because I don't want to jinx them. But mm -hmm. you know, maybe Mariners. National League, uh, probably the Phillies, Braves, and Mets. The Phillies, those three. Okay, Wait, and then who Dodgers. Do the Braves have if they don't have Freddie Freeman because I thought that was oh, like they they're loaded with young people, so you're not going to know any of them. Ronald Acuna okay. Jr. Really fun player. Okay. Do you want me to name names or? Sure. I, uh, yeah, so, I guess 
rapid fire them so I could just like yeah because you play the show so they might you know you'll start playing the show more and you'll see him Ronald Acuna Jr. uh, sort of like Julio Rodriguez for the Mariners at least a couple years ago when he came up like very young very electric electric Austin Riley really good third baseman Max Olson came from the athletics he's good then they had two guys that probably could have won rookie of the year in Michael Harris and Spencer Strider so they're loaded with young talent plus some okay. other veterans so Dang. all right you feel caught up yeah i guess so you're ready to ready i feel like this could be like a five-part series and just catching you up but hopefully that gets you uh somewhat started and i don't know you can enjoy baseball this year yeah thankfully i'm gonna definitely pay more attention i wanted it to be very mariners i was trying to not be super Mariners and Yankees. So now, thankfully, I have a. You've given me enough to like look at the whole game and and all the teams. So yeah, I'll keep an eye out for them. Um. Okay, I guess that's really. Oh, uh, quick question because I, I just I never heard you actually mention these guys. The Twins, the White Sox. Like, are they just bad? Uh, they're solid. Correa's on the Twins, so there's that. Oh, I'll go. Um, the White Sox are solid. They have a couple of young players, but I mean, I guess there's gonna be teams everywhere. But I just wanted to like, yeah, like, I didn't even hear them. I was like, I wonder what happened. Yeah, to these like guys. the Rangers, they're kind of around. Are the Tigers any good? Tigers no, no good. they're they're rebuilding. They got some young players, but they're rebuilding. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's what we should do is compare M- MLB player or teams to NBA teams. So like the Tigers are the Rockets, uh, rockets, and uh, okay, yeah, that's sort of thing. Hopefully, this was good. Hopefully, this—I I don't know—it may not be enjoyable to anybody else, but it got you caught up. It got me thinking of names that I don't know—I haven't heard in a while, like your I, Ian Kinsler's Prince Fielder. I thought that was a name you were going to bring up. Prince Fielder, the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, that's when I was like uh, the whole Tigers run thing. Yeah. There's also a bunch of like Adam Wainwright, Jared Weaver. There were some pitchers out there that I was just like, I remember these guys being really good. Zach Britton was one of them. Like, there's a David Robinson was a closer for the Yankees. David like, Robertson, yeah. Robertson, sorry, not Robinson. Yeah, that's the basketball player. Um, yeah. but yeah, there, I mean, there's a bunch of players out there, but I'm just assuming they're. they're there. I think it would be. <laughs> this would not be entertaining to anybody, but just to spend an hour, just not talking, just naming players. Like I just name a name, and you're like, oh yeah. Then you just name it and you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and for anybody who liked baseball in the like early 2010s, it would just be very sentimental. You're like, oh yeah, I remember that player. Exactly. See, for me, if you said like Alfonso Soriano, Bernie Williams, I'd be like, oh yeah, I think they're gone. Like, I think they just like they're at the yeah. ends of their careers. They've got a year left, or maybe you know they retired a year or two ago, whatever the case may be. But now when you're saying like. Derek Jeter has been gone for nine years. You know, it's like, whoa, that's that's just a lot. Yep. It's hard to understand. Jonas Cespedes, you know, he's, he's yeah, Cespedes. No. Yeah, he was fun for a while. The Jeremy Lin of, <laughs> was he? Of, yeah, sort of. I don't know if that's offensive to one of the other players. But... Is Mitch Hanniger still playing? He's with the Giants this year. The Giants, okay. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. So, anyways, we we do need to have like a a nostalgic 
section. I, yeah. I think, though, this was important for many people who are trying to get into the game, you know, because maybe Thanos snap and a bunch of people blip. It's not just me, you know. I think I think there's probably a lot of people who are upset after the Astros thing and they came back maybe True. this year. Maybe the WBC them brought them back or something. Probably. It's crazy. Yeah, stuff. if you're not a baseball fan, then listen to the like last half when we were talking about all the the players that are good. Yeah. I don't know. It might be helpful. Sure. Or we just named a hundred players and nobody knew what we were talking about. Yeah. You'd go both ways. Why are, you, why are you talking about this guy? Yeah. All right. Enjoy the season. Yes. Again, opening days this weekend. So play MLB the show, follow it along. I don't know. I'm sure you'll come out again. And next thing you know, you'll be a baseball expert again. So yeah. thanks I'll, for coming on. And, yeah. Thanks for coming on and, and entertaining and bringing back names. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you for the crash course. Uh, it was awesome to be here. That will do it for the podcast today. Thanks again to Anatish for coming on. We will be back here on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be recapping all of March Madness, everything that happened, and then sort of reacting to the final game, which we now know is UConn versus San Diego State. So follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and we will see you then.